0: Feel right at home. I want to teach you a game called, amusingly enough, Stay Alive. It's quite deadly. To win, you eliminate your opponents like this, or they eliminate you. Oh, it's great fun. I'd be happy to teach you how to play, but there's no one left. I'm the sole survivor. Stay Alive from Milton Bradley. <laughs> 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 Here's Johnny! I see dead people. Have you checked the children? When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the They're coming to get you, Barbara. The power of Christ compels you! Coming to you you from from New New England's darkest darkest heart, Heart. this This is is the Deep Deep Dive Podcast, Horror Horror Month. month. Join Join us, us. if you dare.
1: Hello, divers. Welcome to week two of our month-long salute. To our favorite horror movies on streaming media. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wingshot Movie Magazine. New issue coming out by the end of this month, we hope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and with me, as always, is... Manda,
2: co-host extraordinaire, famed beauty and lover of all things, Dinosaur. But of course, you already knew that.
1: How are you doing, Manda?
2: I'm doing wonderful.
1: How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm celebrating my
2: favorite holiday of all ever time of the year. Halloween, which started for me on October
1: 1st and goes through to, you know, ever. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. Yeah. All right. We're just going to (laughs) edit that. Uh. Uh. All right. So let's get into it, shall we? We shall. Mm. If you're new, by the way, to this little money-losing hobby of ours, we dig into the dark underbelly of streaming media services Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to find the weird, the wacky, and the just plain wild offerings that you won't see on your AI-generated playlists. <laughs> How boring is that? <laughs> now, as I said, it's our second week of Horror Month. And we're getting up close and personal with you. And our yeah. topic is body horror. Dun, 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 dun. Now, what does that mean, if you may ask? Go ahead. I'll wait. What, do, what do, does do, that mean? Do, 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 do. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, which is everybody's favorite awful resource... <laughs> so accurate. Yeah. Uh, body horror is, and I quote, a subgenre of horror that intentionally showcases graphic or psychologically disturbing violations of the human body. End quote. Sounds I'm gross. Don't feel good right now. Yeah, yeah. It is gross. And that's how we like it here.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you seem disturbed and distressed. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for your picks. Oh, are you? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You should be.
1: <laughs> Speaking of picks. Yeah. My first pick is quite the perverse little piece of filmed entertainment. <laughs> it comes from the brilliant mind of one Stuart Gordon. Now, if you're not familiar with that name, perhaps you are familiar with uh, what could be his most popular film, Reanimator. Oh, oh yes. So the film I'm referring to, however, is 1986's From Beyond. Hmm. So, like Reanimator that came before it, From Beyond is based on a work from literary horror legend H.P. Lovecraft. Oh. Hail Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Uh. So in the film, a mad scientist, are there any other kind? <laughs> named Dr. Pretorius, creates a device which produces a sound That opens a portal to another very icky dimension.
0: Every journey begins in the mind. (laughs) A flight of imagination, a vision of what might lie across the universe, or within the deepest regions of the subconscious. Dr. Edward Pretorius is about to embark on such a journey. It's out of control. You've got to turn it off. Something's coming. (laughs) Humans are such easy prey. From the makers of Reanimator, from beyond.
1: Huh. So in this realm, there are these floating jellyfish-like creatures, almost like amoeba. And if you move, they will attack you and bite you, which so, is not pleasant. Like jellyfish. Kind of like jellyfish, yeah. absolutely. So, And that is exactly what happens to Dr. Pretorius. Uh, the good doctor kind of loses his head, literally. <laughs> yeah, one of these uh, freaky creatures pretty much bites his head off,
0: Ew. leaving some
1: weird gooey stump behind. And that's fun. Now, the doctor's assistant... In this experiment is Dr. Crawford Tillingast. Now, Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, you are such a wonder with names. I love all the names of your characters. So, we have Dr. Crawford Tillingast. He's arrested for murder, for murdering Dr. Pretorius. And he is committed to an insane asylum because he tries to describe what happened and nobody believes him.
2: Right, of course, why would you? Yeah, he's a
1: yeah. uh, space jellyfish from beyond, uh, bit my friend's head off. Okay. Sure, uh, take him away. Hmm. So that's what happens to him. Now, while he is locked up, uh, he uh, has he's assigned a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who is uh, played by the lovely Barbara Crampton, who was also uh, she was in uh, Reanimator. Okay. And Doctor Tillinghast is played by someone we mentioned last week, Jeffrey Combs.
2: Oh yes, yes. The yes. Ewok.
1: Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, more on that later, or not. <laughs> so he uh, is trying to convince the psychiatrist that what happened really happened. Now, right. she is kind of like, eh, this guy's nuts, uh, but we're going to humor him. Um, so what, uh, what Dr. Tillingast wants to do is go back to the lab where this took place to prove what he's saying is true. Makes sense. So she agrees, but... Tagging along is a police detective (laughs) who is there because he's, you know, he's charged with murder. Right. Yeah. So they decide they're all going to go just to see what this is all about. And he, uh, rebuilds and fixes the machine, which Uh is not a great idea. No. It is not. Uh, so basically the way this machine works is you flip a switch, uh, it draws a ton of power, and it's got this tuning fork thing that creates a vibration. That's what opens up this this sort of portal. Right. But it's not like a doorway that you go through. It sort of like surrounds you. Huh. So it's just like everything just sort of appears around you, floating around you in space. Right. It's like, uh, it's like when you're in the Upside Down.
2: Oh, you know? okay. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like that.
1: But all these jellyfish-like creatures are kind of just uh, floating around. It's pretty- like
2: in uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, when they put Mike in the microwave. Uh,
1: yeah, kind of just like just like bubbling around. Yeah, you know, not as tiny, but I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so they, so of course, he turns the machine on again, which was a huge mistake. Yeah, man. And who appears but the late Doctor Pretorius? (laughs) So now you're like, okay, how is this possible? Number one, his head got bit off. Ooh. Number two, they took his, they took what was left of his body away. So how is he here? So it turns out when one of these jellyfish creatures uh, basically took decapitated the doctor, yeah, it ate his brain, Ugh. and but here's the weird thing: his brain, the doctor's brain, took over the jellyfish creature Makes and sense. is now controlling it, and basically can shape shift into just about anything. Right. So he's using this jellyfish creature to transform he transformed back into himself right shapeshifted but it's not quite right he's kind of like gooey and mushy there's a scene where uh he where dr tilling has like touches touches him and his like handprint is in his skin deep it's like he's just this sort of kind of blobby kind of creature a human suit He's kind of yeah, like a human suit, but he can shape shift and like, like extend his limbs and like do all kinds Ew. of weird stuff. It's very creepy and disturbing. Yeah, I'm um, so he wants to say, "You must all join me. You must all become one with me, you know, Like all this kind of stuff, right? And so, um, uh, Doctor Tillingest uh, is able to disable the machine and shut it down, and then everything disappears. Right. Right. So, having done that. Uh, what nobody realizes up until this point is that this machine, it calls it the resonator, uh, has some weird, like, after effects. It resonates with you. Yes, there you go. Uh. And it kind of has, has like, a narcotic effect on you. Okay. And you want, like, you're like, I got to go back. I got to turn the machine on again. Oh, withdrawals. So, yeah. So uh, the psychiatrist who's there, she's, like, really into this thing. She wants to go and turn the machine back on but the doctor Tillinghast is like no you can't do that right you know this is this thing's manipulating you and you know you need to stop it and she's like totally like an addict now right i got to have it i got to have it yeah. yeah and the police detective is kind of fighting it uh, more effectively right but he's also affected by this this thing this machine and so uh, <laughs> not to go not to give too much away but there are some really really cool set pieces in this movie. Um, There's some really kind of disgusting, gooey special effects in this Mm -hmm. movie. It's really well done. It's all practical effects. So this was way before... CGI and stuff, yeah. So there's some really, really interesting techniques and monsters and things like that in this film. And there's like... uh, Dr. Tillinghast, towards the end of the film, he has... He has this little thing, this little growth that pops out of his head. like Like a little... Kind of like chest a, burster. Not like a, it's kind of like a chest burster, but it comes out of his forehead, and it's like like a feeler, <laughs> like some weird kind of like moves like around. an octopus or something. It's Like a tail You can yeah. move it around. Ew. And you know, it's just See, kind of
2: like he Chernobyl himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, he pretty much did, and it's <laughs> it's just so bizarre, and it gets oh, really trippy towards the end. That is bizarre, but it's it's so interesting. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's I wouldn't watch this movie while eating, like, peel-and-eat shrimp. Oh. Uh, but if you like this kind of thing, then From Beyond is probably one of the best, not only the best type of these body horror movies, but actually a really, really good uh, adaptation of mm. an H.P. Lovecraft story. Right. So, now to the scores. <laughs> so, Internet Movie Database gives this film 6.7 out of 10. Unexpected, okay. And a 75% on Rotten. Tomato wow. It's really good. I, wow. I can't say enough good things about this movie. Uh, okay. So and that's from Beyond. Yes. A, A, the full title is H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond. Mm. Uh, so check it out if you get the chance. Uh, it is available for free on Tubi right now. Yeah. And Voodoo, also free and for rent on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine.
2: Not bad.
1: Tom says, check it out.
2: Check it out. Yeah. I love H.P. Lovecraft's name. Like, he just
1: has a cool name. He has a cool name, and he gives cool names. All yeah, he really does. Names.
2: He's oh, he, brilliant. So, you know, as with anything, and I think our our listeners have come to know us now. Um,
1: Sorry about s- that.
2: <laughs> we set rules and we set parameters, and very often we um we, we don't we don't stay within those lines. No,
1: I don't like parameters. No, nobody does. I don't like the metric system. <sighs>
2: Why? This is my biggest gripe with the U.S. Uh, Anyways, why do we have to be the Imperial? We don't even have like a... uh, America first! (laughs) And we've just lost all of our Canadian audience. I am so sorry. I like Justin Trudeau. right. anyways, to my first pick. So my first pick is definitely body horror, but it's more like inhabiting a body. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's called I Married a Monster from Outer Space. Wow. It went back there. It's from 1958, directed by Gene Fowler Jr., and it stars Tom Tryon and Gloria Talbot.
0: A beautiful, innocent girl on her honeymoon. Her passionate dreams of perfect romance turned into a living nightmare. Bill. For this sweetheart she married, the man she had loved, was merely the hollow shell for the invaders from outer space. Bill! Who would believe her? Who could help her through the flesh-crawling terror of this unearthly marriage when anyone she turned to could be one of them? Could she touch the body of this masquerading alien who wanted to learn the secrets of human love? Your race has no women. It can't have children. It will die out. Eventually we'll have children with you. What kind of children? all kind. Was it true? Could space monsters mate with Earth women? See the startling answer in the shocker of them all.
2: So I've watched this film a couple of times. The first time being when I was about eight years old with my uncle who decided that it was going to be a good introductory movie into the horror genre. Followed up very quickly by uh, Friday the 13th, uh, <laughs> Arachnophobia. Wow. uh Yeah, it's... it's he left me with some memories not good ones uh in any case um let me give you a brief synopsis of this movie marge and bill have been married for a short time um it started as a world whirlwind romance and and bill was always so affectionate and they just were in so in love and then they got married as most people do who are like that and then things start to get a bit funky. Bill is not as affectionate. He is kind of recluse. He's a little bit stoic. And of course, March is like, well, "What the heck have I done?" Right? Because you know, back in the fifties, it must have been her fault. And that's the last thing I'll say. Well, on it. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um.
2: So March kind of is like, "All right, I need to do something to." reinvigorate his spirit so for their first anniversary she gets him a dog Aww. right he, bill doesn't like the dog <laughs> he does not like it at all he's very angry at march for getting it and he insists on leaving the dog trapped in the basement because he doesn't want to be around it what exactly and it comes to fruition that the poor doggy passes away
0: no yeah bill says doggy. you know
2: he just wanted to get out and he ended up you know choking himself with his collar it's just it was nothing could be done <gasps> oh. that's not the truth no no Bill ended the puppy. <gasps> he did. Yeah. So now March is like, this is weird, but I guess it's okay. Except her social circle starts sort of becoming the same way. So her wives or her friends, husbands are kind of treating them the same way. So March decides I'm going to investigate. Bill goes out for his normal peruse around the neighborhood at night and she decides to follow him. Well, she got a lot more than she was hoping and bargaining for. Oh, yeah. In a small sort of sequestered little area of the street where it's kind of hidden, she sees Bill. And then all of a sudden, this life force, this alien life force is protruding out of Bill's body. And he appears to exit the body and then enter some invisible plane. Right. Which I guess she assumed incorrectly was a spaceship. Right. Mm. But so now she knows that Bill <laughs> is not Bill. And at this point of the movie, we're not quite sure if like Bill is dead and he's being inhabited or like, you know, reanimated by this ghost or if he's just kind of under some weird mind control or what's going on. But she decides to go home and she starts pacing and trying to figure out what's going on. And you know obviously questioning everything. She decides, you know what? I'm just going to come out and confront him as you do with wow. these things. I'm
1: sure that turned out well.
2: She was a brave woman. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, Bill, and I do say, I use this with air quotes, Bill, um, comes out and tells her the truth. He is an alien from a faraway planet whose entire female uh, counterparts, all the females died. There's just no ladies about. So he was in search of, of other, quote, humans or humanoids to procreate with, mm. <laughs> which is always the alien trope, right? Like they, you do. They got to keep their race going somehow. So you would think that there'd be like massive amounts of like screaming fighting. She's going to try and kill him and like, you know, all this, but it kind of just, it sparses out to like, now she has to go around and tell everybody what's going on. But of course, like your first pick, nobody believes her Yeah, because you know, there's this lady, this housewife running around talking about aliens invading bodies and stealing her husband and you know it basically was a, a 50s version of the Star magazine yeah yeah you know what you, I mean you
1: saved that for Dr. Phil I-
2: <laughs> exactly or the long eyed me- medium mm. Um. so anyways she finally finds a doctor who's like you know what this, this sounds like this could be real and I happen to know a bunch of men who could never be corrupted by alien life forces
1: um is that a medical opinion <laughs>
2: So they gather these people together and they track down Bill and they find out he is inv- indeed on an, avail- an invisible spaceship and they start attacking him. But the 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 aliens that also he that Bill surrounds himself with which are by the way are their the other husbands. Like there there's a bunch of people. The town's basically taken over by these people. So these men who cannot be corrupted who are without sin, I guess, um are shooting them, they're they're trying to hatch at them, they're throwing things at them, but they're just immune. They're like, "You know what? peasant small human you can't affect me except the doctor was smart and he brought along two puppies with him or two dogs
1: oh because yeah. he figured out that what the, the dogs they yep. don't care, like
2: the dogs can sense the quote unquote alien and evil and see mm. past them and they're they are the weakness so he brings along these two German shepherd dogs and the dogs take out the aliens they're killing them left and right and they have they're powerless and all of them die except for quote bill unquote so now Bill has to tell the rest of uh, everybody, which you find out is a very expansive group of aliens, that guess what? We were found out. We cannot make babies with them. we got to go search for another planet. And they just they let him go. Just goodbye, Bill. You know, we're done. And you're left wondering, okay, do we get them all? Or is my husband an alien? Like, hmm. it, it was a bit of a thing. So, um.
1: It all sounds very civilized. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it definitely fits the genre of like invading bodies and like body horror, because you know you never really want to be taken over. Um, I think it's also safe to say that after these aliens were uh taken out and they perished, that so did the, the humans they inhabited. So it's a bit creepy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um scores. Surprisingly, uh 6.6 on Amazon, right? Not bad. Rotten tomatoes, 86%. It's pretty wow. high up there. That's it was huge up there. up there. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight point oh. I thought it was funny. I liked the fact that the aliens were freaked out by the German shepherds. I laughed quite a bit. Um, I also really enjoyed the fact that it was kind of this weird, almost play on the r- sexual roles of people, like the women who are the housewives, the men who are the bacon winners, that kind of thing. And it it got shifted a little bit because Marge is now the hero, right, and she's the one. Um, sort of leading this force to to get the aliens out of here. It's just, it's just it's yeah, it's a good movie. Um, you can rent it for two ninety nine on YouTube, Amazon, Google Play. You can also buy it for $9.99 on those same streaming medias. Um, good pick, good pick, and thank you, Amanda. Thank you, very good. Thank you, Tom. Um, That's very a,
1: good. <laughs> I want to hear more about this bacon winning. How does this happen? <laughs> because I want to win some bacon.
2: I don't like bacon. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I have never been a fan of bacon. Ever. Really? Even when I used to make it, you know, for breakfast in the morning with my parents. Just, nope, nope, nope. So what nope. is your
1: breakfast meat of choice? Well, I don't, even, I don't
2: even eat meat at breakfast. Wow. Yeah, I have, like, I'm eggs. thinking
1: you're the alien now. That's what I'm thinking.
2: <laughs> Listen, cinnamon toast crunch. That's what I eat every day.
1: Hmm, I'm becoming suspicious.
2: <laughs> I once entered a contest to win a box full of the marshmallows in Lucky Charms. But I didn't win. That's a great story. Let's move on, <laughs> shall we?
1: Oh, boy. Welcome to Horror moms. Oh, yes. It's already horrible. <laughs> so let's move on, shall we? Yes. Yep. Uh, my second pick has some similarities to my first pick in that they both deal with some kind of device that alters your perception of reality. Oh, Groundhog. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> this one, however comes from the undisputed master of body horror. And I'm talking about one Mr. David Cronenberg. Oh, with a K. No, oh. with a C. <laughs> now, before he directed such wonderful films as The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that was going to be my honorable mention. Go. Jeff Goldblum perfectly. is a hero. To us all, yes. Uh, before he directed Crash with Holly Hunter. And before he directed Dead Ringers with Jeremy Irons Ooh, twins, love him, David Cronenberg explored the connection between television and violence in 1983's Videodrome. Hmm. So in 1983, the options people had for their home television set were, were kind of exploding. Video cassette rental stores were popping up all over America. And cable television was just beginning its takeover of broadcast TV, with channels like HBO, MTV, and CNN getting their start. It was a very exciting time for the television industry, but there were criticisms as well. Uh, Would all these new choices lead to a nation of video zombies glued to their screens 24-7? Well, as we all know, that came true. So there you go. Very prescient. Okay. So David Cronenberg saw the writing on the wall, or more specifically on the screen, uh, in Videodrome. A man named Max Wren, who is the head of a small cable TV station called Civic TV, he's trying to stay competitive by programming more explicit content on his cable channel, which includes (laughs) even softcore pornography. Uh Uh-oh. One of his employees, an engineer named Harlan, discovers a pirate broadcast while scanning the skies with the station's satellite dish. The broadcast is nothing more than realistic depictions of torture and violence. Hmm. The name of the program, Videodrome.
0: It happens. Come to me. Before your eyes and inside your head. They can program you. They can play you like a videotape recorder. You let me watch it? Videodrome. First, it controls your mind. Then, it destroys your body. drone, a terrifying new weapon. Regular.
1: So the question is, is the violence real or fake? Harlan shows it to his boss, Max, and they try to find out where it's coming from so they may be able to put it on their channel to really push the, the envelope. However, things don't quite go as planned. Max is warned away by several people about Videodrome, saying, look, this is not what you think it is. This is real. Huh. This is not some kind of like fake, violent TV show. This show has something your other shows do not. And Max is like, what's that? A philosophy. <laughs> so this is kind of the real deal. And this only uh, intrigues Max more. So he starts watching these pirated videos of Videodrome. But then something really strange starts to happen. He starts to have these really disturbing hallucinations. Uh Uh-oh. Right? So as he investigates this Videodrome show, uh, he, he gets deeper and deeper into this dark hole and realizes that with Videodrome, the television signal itself is the weapon. It's a weapon designed to cause people to hallucinate. It sends a signal that causes people to have these violent hallucinations. The hallucinations are based entirely on what you're watching. So if you're watching violent programming, these hallucinations you have will be violent. Oh, wow. So. It's clever. Yeah, but the hallucinations, we, we start to lose our grip on reality with Max because we don't know, is the signal just causing him to hallucinate or is it doing something else? He discovers he has a brain tumor, and the brain tumor appears to have been induced by the signal. Right. But is it doing something else to him as well? We're never quite sure where reality ends and the hallucination begins with him, because there are really, really weird scenes of like, he's got this, he's got this handgun, and he he merges with the handgun, and there's all kinds of like. Uh, like crazy things that happen to his body, right? Like as he transforms, kind of, and you don't know if he's just going nuts because of this brain tumor, or if it's really, really happening. Really happening, because oh. there are scenes in the film that make you wonder: Is this is this actually going on? Because he's got there's this one scene where he has to hide his gun. He's going to go kill somebody, and he has to hide his gun. Where does he hide it? Inside his body. Uh, this sort of like thing opens up in his chest, and he just puts the gun inside himself, and it closes up.
2: Internal pocket.
1: But there, But then you're like, oh, that's just a hallucination. But later on, he pulls the gun out and kills somebody with it. How did he do that? So we have no idea. it's trippy. It is really, really trippy. It's also really, really graphic. <laughs> uh, it has some uh, really, really interesting special effects. There's a scene where uh, he's watching his big TV, and this is like 83, so it's like, you know, uh, CRT monitor. <laughs> 14 inches? Yeah. And this... <laughs> where someone actually comes through the screen and Aww. the TV looks like it's breathing and it like veins pop out of the TV. It's yeah. so weird. Kids, uh, this is your becomes, brains on drugs. Yeah, the TV becomes alive, kind of. It's just some really, really interesting <sighs> stuff. Hmm. Now, maybe the greatest special effect of all is the actor that plays Max Wren. It's James Woods. Oh uh, so huh. he is at his twitchy best in this movie Hades himself exactly and you know he's just he's not a p- particularly pleasant guy mm-hmm. in this movie uh, but what he goes through is just so crazy and it's so manic that it's just you know right uh, and he he discovers there's this church of television the the cathode <laughs> the cathode ray mission um, mm. and the leader of this of this kind of religion, is a man who only appears on television. Where are you going to He, he never, Nobody sees him. Ah. Like, nobody can see him in person. He only speaks through television. This and is it, so creepy. His name is, uh, he's got the, He's got a great name, Professor Brian Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, Brian Oblivion. <laughs> and he only talks through the television screen. Uh, so, yeah, there's some really interesting <laughs> things going on in this movie. So, uh, also in this movie is kind of the love interest, sort of, is Debbie Harry from Blondie. Ah and she plays this very kind of masochistic character who likes bondage and stuff like that and gets involved with max, but something terrible happens to her. You know, she, she's into kind of violent, like rough sex. Uh. And she's like, she sees Videodrome and she wants to be a contestant on it. And Max is like, you know, you don't want to do that. Trust me. Right. She disappears. And then we find out what happens to her later. Uh, in this film, there's really no happy endings, or easy <laughs> answers, uh, but it's a fascinating trip down the like what I call the rabbit hole of rabbit ears because oh. it's all about TV and the effect violence can have on people. So, really amazing movie. Yeah, highly recommend it. The scores seven point three out of ten. Wow, surprising on the Internet Movie Database. Yeah, and an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm
2: flabbergasted.
1: It's so good. And if you ever see the, um, they released, I believe it was Criterion. Uh, the Criterion collection released it on DVD and the DVD package looked like a VHS cassette.
2: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Which was really cool because VHS takes, is basically, that's what was going on at the time. Yeah. Everything was on VHS. Yeah. So, on uh, the cassette tape. So that was really cool. So yeah, uh, you can rent this uh, for $3.99 on Vudu and Amazon Prime Video and iTunes. Videodrome check it
2: out i am creeped out yeah because it's like you don't know if you the watcher is hallucinating or is it the character you're watching hallucinate
1: right you never can tell it's weird because you're experiencing the same thing that they're experiencing but there's no tell whether it's real or not oh
2: man there's there's a special there's a special uh place reserved for these movies yes yeah
1: special place on my shelf
2: on your yeah exactly (laughs) well good pick
1: Oh, well,
2: i'm creeped out <laughs> um i have a couple of honorable mentions go right ahead so i thought the more interesting one of course since we're talking about body horror would be the human centipede right oh man <laughs> for those who don't know um uh, and why would you and want why to? would you want to i won't no. go into details Please but don't. i will tell you that it involves um surgery and the connecting the coming together of
1: people Oh, yeah, that's great.
2: <laughs> um, so check that out. You can, of course, find that on most social uh, streaming medias. Um, but it's also currently right now
1: available on the Shout TV app. Yes, they should have called it Semicolon. Let's just put it that way.
2: Ew. Okay, that was way worse. What? Come on. <laughs> uh, then my second pick would be Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jeepers. Yeah, you know. Because, like, okay, to be fair, it is, like, multiple bodies, but, like, they get put together.
1: Yeah, I really have a problem with, with with that movie. Why? Because of the director. Why? Who directed it? The guy named Victor Salva, And if you ever look him up. Was yeah, he a bad guy? He was a bad guy. He did bad things to kids.
2: Oh, ew. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, we're not recommending yeah, that. No, so. I
1: mean, he, he did another horror film years and years ago called Clown House. And apparently he was one of the kid actors. There was a thing. Look it up. I don't want to go into details because it's gross. Clons are gross. But anyways. Yeah, yeah. So Jeepers Creepers I can't really it it just yeah. I just so, can't do it.
2: Um in in regards to the movie <laughs> yeah, I, I had liked no the movie before idea. I knew what was going on. Um Uh yeah. So there was one last thing I wanted to mention too. Um I don't know if you had um seen recently the actor who played the uh clown figure in the rob zombie films do you
1: remember yeah Yeah,
2: he passed away recently i know yeah
1: very sad
2: and very suddenly and unexpected now i heard that he had fallen i guess and then Mm -hmm. he just really never Ah, recovered yeah but um he was he's a huge huge personality in the sort of underground and horror genre exactly exactly
1: wonderful wonderful actor apparently a really nice guy i heard that too yeah Yeah,
2: i heard that too that's very sad yeah, it was very sad um but those are my picks
1: um i haven't got anything else honorable at least all right well the, i guess these would call be called dishonorable mentions but yeah um so for me basically you know uh the first couple of decades from david cronenberg's career as i mm. talked about <laughs> just all uh, the movies <laughs> everything from uh rabid to scanners to the fly to <gasps> the, the, the fly. brood oh the brood the brood was him it's what, all did he do slither too no, I know he didn't. That was James Gunn, I think.
2: Oh, okay. Um, all right, all right. Uh,
1: But it's all gooey goodness. So gooey anything
2: goodness. anything from that era oh, of his man. career. Jeff Goldblum and The Fly. So good. It, it's so
1: I good. Even liked, I even like The Fly, too, which Cronenberg had nothing to do with but Eric Stoltz. I even like that one. I thought that was yeah, fun, too.
2: Yeah. But, you know. That guy's creepy. He was creepy in The Mask. He was creepy in The Fly, too. I just, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, well, that's why they got rid of him Back to the Future. He was originally Marty McFly. No kidding. He was originally cast as Marty McFly in the Back to the Future. And in fact, they shot a couple of weeks worth of footage and then they replaced him because he just wasn't funny. We were like, no, nah, dude. Can't it's like, can't do sorry, it. can't do it. You're too serious. Oh, man. And Jeff then Goldblum. they had to get Michael J. Fox. So. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, yeah. Anything with Jeff Goldblum in it, though, is good. He's a he's a hero. Oh, he is. Yeah, we did don't you know him. we don't? Did you know that he's coming back to Jurassic World three?
1: Yes, I'm. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere.
2: Along with Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow was like, "Hey, we're gonna have them come back and reprise their roles, but not just cameos." And I cried.
1: Yeah, they got to call it Geriatric Park because they're all so old now. <sighs> <laughs> they're the fossils. No, I'm sorry. That's yeah. terrible. That's terrible. So to recap my picks. Yep. Uh, from Beyond. Uh, on Tubi, Voodoo, and Amazon Prime. And, of course, Videodrome on Voodoo, Amazon Prime, and iTunes. Amanda. And my
2: pick was I Married a Monster from Outer Space, the 1958 classic which you can find currently on YouTube, Amazon, and Google Play.
1: And don't confuse that with I Married an Outer Space Monster or my outer space husband is married to another alien from someplace else. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Wasn't
2: there one called I Married an Ex-Murderer?
1: Uh, mm. That's
2: with um, What's his face From Canada he plays Austin Powers Michael Myers
1: Oh So I Married an Axe Murderer That's the one uh, yeah, yeah, I thought you were thinking Of I Dismember Mama But that's a different one uh, uh, That's a real movie Um uh, Yeah right. So yeah. That wraps it up For this episode Absolutely Of the Deep Dive Podcast Horror Month uh, Next dive Next dive Do you think Dracula bites Are you hungry Like the wolf Man <laughs> Do you have mummy issues <laughs> then join us for a look at some of our favorite classic monsters, and of course, our special guests, Yay! the co-hosts of the Belligerence Podcast, Dean and Jay and Dean. Yeah, yeah well, Jay and Dean, which sounds like a surfer band from the sixties. It really does. Uh,
2: it's going to be so much fun, though. It is going to be so. Because you know, fun. Jay's like he
1: was a vampire. Yeah, he used to be a vampire. He used to be a vampire. He'll explain that. But he uh he grew out of it, sort of. <laughs> Uh, now, also, hey, get this. It's the first podcast that we're going to do in black and white. Whoa. <laughs> think about that. Okay. Just think about that for a second. Let's let it sink in. All right. Oh,
2: man. That girl, yeah. like our 18 listeners. Yeah. You
1: know it, don't you? Oh, right.
2: you know what's good? Wow. What? Is that we, by this episode, we have crested 2,000 downloads.
1: That's right. 2,000 people. Got suckered into downloading the show.
2: (laughs) How about that? Thank you for sticking around. Or the
1: same person did it 2,000 times. I don't know.
2: I don't know either, but I can neither confirm nor deny that it might have been
1: me. Oh, man, that's
2: disappointing. (laughs) All right,
1: so join us. Uh, Join us. Next week for Horror Month, the Deep Dive Podcast, Classic Monsters. You will want to watch it. Trust me. Are you okay? Do you have an allergy or something? Is that all right?
2: No, I was doing...
1: but, all right, never mind. All right, we will see you next time.
2: See you next time. No, no, don't. Okay, bye.
1: For links to all our social media feeds, visit our website at thedeepdivepodcast.com and send us your suggestions and comments at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast may contain copyrighted material, the use of which has not necessarily been authorized by the copyright owner. All programs reviewed were available in the United States at time of recording, but are subject to change by date or region. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media.
0: I have something I want to tell you. Yes, Michael.
2: I'm not like other guys.
0: Of course not. That's why I love you. No, I mean I'm different.